I was looking forward to uh, some of the bells and whistles that you guys had at the first. I don't know if your audience remembers the uh, the, the the octopus that didn't move. Cthulhu. The worst animation I've ever seen in my life. It was like it was animated, but it wasn't animated. Like I don't know what was going on, but y'all yeah. tried, and I appreciate the effort. Like, Dystopia tonight. Get the fuck out of town. Fucking treasonous pieces of Dystopia tonight. Hey, how are you? Yo, yo, what's up, fellas? Nothing. What's going on, man? Oh man, just you know, just out here living the life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, that was so crazy. We we had you on. Uh, it was you, my friend Erica Watson, who sadly passed, um, and uh, oh. a, the ghost of Tony Woods. He never <laughs> showed up. <laughs> hey, technically, I, he passed as well. He passed on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you you crushed it on that but it was such a fucking blast to talk to you about it well, I didn't was, know what it was, was a cool show I, I was looking forward to uh some of the bells and whistles that you guys had at the first i don't know if your audience remembers the uh the the, the octopus that didn't move cthulhu the worst animation i've ever seen in my life it was like it was animated but it wasn't animated like i don't know what was going on but y'all yeah. tried and I, I appreciate the effort like it's like it's all about the effort and the like it's the creativity because like you're like I, the audience might be hot maybe they'll think it's moving but it's not and they just went left and right like i don't know how i think we had cut a hole in the drawing that i did and like and had him like kind of like move his mouth a little bit and I, my favorite is that you're shitting on me you're like aren't you don't you animate <laughs> like and this is all you can do and i was like yeah that's right because the mouth the mouth was moving like in where the nose was like i don't <laughs> I was talking it was about early. but it was it was cool. It was different. Yeah. It was, it was real. <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing it, man. It was nice. It was nice to have you on to the first one. Now we've we've come into our own a little bit with a different uh different shit, but it's you know still the same kind of fun. Yeah, so you got the little fancy graphics, we have a name on both sides. This is nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, we spared <laughs> yeah. no expense with those. You guys are doing it. Yeah, we're actually absolutely I love that. So are you you did you just do a set? Did you just come from doing a set? Yeah, and then about to head, try to get maybe no, one or two more in. Nice. That's one awesome. Yeah. When do you go to shoot the dry bar thing? I'm actually flying out tomorrow. Nice. So, man. Um, yeah, going to Utah. Yeah, so that, that's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be fun. Yeah, actually, I, mean, I found a lot of my um I have a lot of relatives that live out there. Nice. Wow. Okay, cool. No, I'm, I'm actually lying. I don't know anybody. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> I was about to say you have a Mormon section of your family. That was interesting. I know I, for like half a second I was like, I don't know if he's joking or not, so I'm just gonna nod. I'm just gonna nod. Oh, good, good. I, I thought he was gonna have like an uncle and seven aunts. <laughs> yeah, I literally know no one uh from, from Utah. I, I was thinking about it. Like, have I ever even met anybody from Utah? No. I've I, I, like, I, I know of at least. I used to have a boss who were, who who like tr he was from New Jersey and at one point he had moved out to Utah, stole a woman. I mean he met he married her, but like he met his wow. he met I, he likes to say he met his wife in Utah. I like to say he stole a, a a woman from Utah because that's technically what you do. You rescue her uh, from her family and from no coffee or alcohol, and you know <laughs> being a part of some coven. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but he was living out there and he was like, it was fucking brutal. Cause he was a drinker too. And he's like, yeah, I got out there to do a, to do like a job. And he was like, and it was, uh, 
fucking brutal. Mm. So, uh, uh be interesting shooting a dry bar when no, like, usually comedy people have one or two drinks minimum, and now it's uh, dry bars tr- totally dry, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, so I guess why the name dry bar, yeah, but they, they do pass out coke though, so I feel like that'll even it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to uh, check it out. Yeah, my, actually, I think it will be my first. No, I was in Utah one time before, but like just real briefly. So, to um, do a gig or just for? Um, I forgot what I was doing out there actually, but I do remember being there for like real brief in Salt Lake City. I think, yeah. But, yeah, it's not Salt Lake City is actually pretty cool. It's not bad, um, and it's weird too because I feel like even when you're on the road doing stand up and stuff like that, you do find pockets of people who, who just love comedy and love to have a good time or whatever, no matter what state you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I do love the dry bar brands. I, I actually watch it a lot, so yeah, pretty, pretty excited to go uh, put my foot in this. You know? Yeah, man. It they put out I'm great. Bring, I'm bringing my own alcohol. No, just play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they put out great specials. It's uh, it's really cool. A bunch of my friends have done it, and it's uh, and they do it really well. Yeah, even better than comedy. I mean, uh, you know, uh, not to knock Comedy Central, but I feel like Dry Bar has like a shit ton of views. Like people have gotten like real like decent sized audiences from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. It's pretty pretty dope platform. Do you have um, you have a YouTube presence now? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. So, uh, <laughs> actually, I was kind of ahead of my time, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I started. I actually write when I like first started doing comedy. I like started d- developing skits and stuff and sketches. And um, I mean, I put them online, but also kind of package it for like a uh, for TV. So I actually put package a tv show and put it out like on uh, local television then actually ended up doing pretty well so i i got a pretty good like following on uh youtube from that um you know made a little bit of money uh whatever um but it was like before it was like really really popular and like everybody because now like literally because that was before i guess you had like data plans like now everybody got unlimited data right. so like last literally like in the last five years i think it really changed a lot so like people can like literally like just stream anything like all day on yeah. your phone yeah whereas um you know like <clears throat> Uh, eight, nine, ten years ago, like it wasn't as uh, you know. I mean, you could do stuff, but it wasn't like as convenient. So, but yes, yeah, so I I do have a little bit, but I actually hadn't been doing it as much as I probably should be now. Because uh, I mean, it, it definitely is a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it well as well, because I mean, sometimes you can just do like anything, but I I would like to be a little different and uh, try to you know add some uh, panache. Like, you know, dude, yeah. you're like the king of panache because like it's fucking like the, the shows that you put on in D.C., the uh, um, uh, night. yeah, almost late. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those shows. I mean, they don't they, I, I the first time I did that. I was blown away, man, because you know how some you know how comedians are. They hype up a thing. You know, they're really good with the graphics and shit. And then you get there and it's like, you know, you're in a barn. <laughs> like it's not it's not that great. And you're like, oh, but man, I just remember walking into that. I think it was at um, before it was the DC Comedy Loft, right? Or was yeah. it already DC Comedy? I don't remember. Yeah, that was, it was that's when we started it. Yeah, and it was like massage tables, drinks flowing, camera <laughs> crew. You treated the comedians really well. It it blew my mind, man. It was incredible. How did you start that? Um, actually, it was just like out the blue, really. Um, I never. I don't know. I guess probably uh, it wasn't a great idea, but like I never really wanted to do like my own shows, right? Really. Um, I don't know. I just really have any interest. It's like you know, like a politics and stuff in there. I was like, ah, it's like go. Perform. Yeah, yeah. But, um, somebody randomly had the date. They were like, well, we have um, <clears throat> like a Thursday open that we have booked with the uh, comedy loft, and um, and they, I need to fill it before we like lose it. So you, you just want to put a show on? And I was like, uh, not really. But then I, 
But it was like literally in a week. And I was like, but I thought I was like, all right, let me, I was like, I'll give it a shot. You know, but why not? Whatever. And so I always mm-hmm. want to do whatever I do. Um, I always got to be a little bit different. So I created this concept, almost ladies night, like, like hit me. And um, yeah. And then we kind of, so like incorporated comedians. I did like these, created some segments to put in between. Um, you know, it was like a whole like production in a way, but we put together in like less than, well, like almost like in a day or two, like the concept and then put some uh, promotions out there. Uh, like, and then next week it was sold out. So I think we had like over 300 some people packed in there. And, um, and then I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like everybody really loved it. Like loved the idea. And I was like, well, let's keep it going. You know? So nice. then, yeah. So we started doing like monthly. So like every month we would do it and, uh, just kept growing and growing. And, um, then we moved and it kind of like reached the capacity. So we ended up moving to the uh, city winery, uh, which yeah. is a beautiful venue and like oh, a much bigger best. flow. And, um, yeah, I've been packing that out. And, uh, yeah, actually this is our, our first show back in, since the pandemic was, uh, like last week. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like you guys uh, had a good time too. It was crazy because the that was one of the last shows I did. Yeah. The last string of shows I did before the pandemic hit, I did your show, and then uh, did the DC Improv, and then came back to New York, and then they were like, "Don't go outside anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, "All right, seems." Yeah, cool. you were probably the super spreader. It was all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was me. First, didn't need Jersey Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was me it was it was you know what it was it was after fucking tony woods took me out after the <laughs> after the improv he was like are you going home and i was like uh yeah and he's like no you're not it's <laughs> like oh, all right i guess we're fucking yeah going that's out. um you gotta be prepared for that you gotta get your electrolytes up uh yeah <laughs> dude do some he, yoga before hanging out with tony woods. oh my god fucking get some, crazy get some naps in. <laughs> <laughs> uh how long have you been yeah. you, you've been doing when did you start doing stand-up do you remember your first gig uh i do I do remember my first gig. Um, uh, <laughs> I always think, actually, I think about that often. Um, I did like a, uh, it was like a little, it was a hotel and they were doing these shows there. Um, nice. and I guess the guy kind of catered towards like newer comedians mostly. Right. And, but he had some like, you know, more uh, seasoned people in there as well. But, uh, you know, they would bring the crowds out. So mm-hmm. I remember doing my first set and like, I did well. I was like, I kind of crushed it. I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing pretty good. And it was like, Molly, you know, but, it was like a mainstream type of audience or whatever. Um, and I remember I was like, man, I'm crushing it here. Like, I can't wait to go to, in front of a black crowd. And so I went to like this, like all black room and I was like doing the same material. And like, I was getting crickets. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was no sympathy laughs. So I was like, okay, let me um, like get back to the drawing board here. <laughs> right. Was that your, when? and then you got paid for that one? Um, Yeah, I think I did. Wow. Right off the bat. That's pretty great. Well, not not the first one, but the like the uh, next one I did. I think. Oh, okay. But, like it was, it was a couple of shows I think after that. But I remember, um, yeah, I just remember that contrast. I was like, I was so happy. Yeah, I'm about to kill it. Like I was pressed over there, and then, you yeah. know, yeah, you, you learn your audiences. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so weird, dude. I feel like a lot of comedians have the same experience. If they bomb the first time on stage, they keep going, and it gets a little whatever. But if you're crushing on stage, you automatically bomb the next show, no matter what. That's what ha- like my first time on stage, I did really well. And then I was really cocky the second time I went up and they actually gave me more time because somebody had dropped out and they were like, Hey, can you do 10 minutes? And I was like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking like ate it like horribly. And I was like, Oh, all right. I guess it wasn't that good. It was brutal. Uh, (laughs) And then, and then from then on in, it was like hit and miss, hit and miss. Yeah. I think like when you have people, you know, sometimes people give you like more sympathy things and then you kind of learn like, Oh, these people aren't really, 
you know, kind of learn like really what is funny and what's not. You know, right. Of, like you know. Did you start so, in DC? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but did you start as an actor or did you start as a stand-up first? Uh, man, you you got the uh, Oprah questions in here. Let me, let oh me... yeah, man, we're getting it deep. We, we, <laughs> like, to, we like to dive in. He used to the last time. He he wasn't ready for the for the real no, no, interview. No. This yeah, this is a real. We yeah, last time know... I was asking you questions. Like, this yeah, is I know. We <laughs> want to get to know Tom. <laughs> he totally was. He was like, I got this, guys. You guys relax. I'm gonna take over. <laughs> we were like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we want to get to know Tommy. It's a whole introspective uh, little conversation here. Oh, wait till we get to the end with the last few questions. You're gonna be uh -huh. fucked. <laughs> uh but let me see acting and comedy you know what actually i i started as uh actor first okay um but i always wanted to do like comedic acting the funny ironically is i i really don't enjoy talking that's really like, my least favorite activity is just like talking like i actually I, I i respect people who have like a gift of gab like just yeah talk about like if i have a purpose to talk like i'll talk Sure, uh, but like just to be talking about anything, and I think that's what like stand up is like. You just like I, the people are usually really good. Like they even on stage, they just be like rambling yeah. about and just you're like, all right, you know, and it's just on and on and on. But um, yeah. yeah, I really don't. Yeah, I'm kind of like pretty chill dude. So um, stand up was never like really crossed my mind. So I was doing uh, actually what happened was I um, after college I was trying to do a let me try acting thing, and I actually put. I sent my like I took I, I took these bootleg headshots. So I went to um like the mall. <laughs> it was like this glamour shots. Almost it was, but okay. it was like it's like so. There's this mall in these well in Maryland called Iverson Mall, okay. uh, which I don't know how it's still open, but like it's the most hood mall in in the, in the country. But um, it was so I went over there and I and there was like a little photo uh, place and I was like, hey, can y'all give me? Can you do headshots? It was like Asian lady who was taking the uh, pictures. She was like, no, and I was like. <laughs> You can't do headshots, and I was like, "Bad." She's like, "No, no, no, no headshot." And I was like, "And like literally, I was like, so." And I was like, "No, but I'll take a picture of my face." She was like, "And I was like, can you can you just take a picture of my face, or whatever?" And then she was like, "Okay." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was maybe she understand what I was talking about. So she went and just took some pictures, and um, I actually mailed those out. Um, I sent like this casting agent, and then I got actually I got cast for the Wire. That was like my first acting gig. Wow! Like great. literally, like I think a week or two later or something like that. And um, and I was on there for like three seasons. It was a small part, but I was like, it was consecutive. Right. So, um, yeah. So actually, that was my first acting gig, and so I was like, oh, let me try to get an agent or whatever. So, um, I was looking up agencies and everything, and I found this one dude, and he was like from L.A. Um, he had these connections or whatever. So I went to go meet with them, and then at the end of the meeting, he was like, yo, um, all right, you know, so if you're really serious about this, you know, you just give us a deposit for eight hundred dollars, whatever, and um, you know, take you, you know. And then we'll we'll get start getting you out there and everything, and I was like, I started to do it, but I forgot. I remember, I, I was talking to my, I think I called my dad, and I, something that felt kind of funny. And yeah. I was like, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I really want to do this, and then he was like, no, 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 don't give nobody any money. And yeah. I was like, what? And like, I was like, I was getting mad at my dad. I was like, no, but he's he's an LA agent, like you know. I'm, and I, he's like, no, no, you can find something else. And like, and I, I paused. I'm like, all right, all right, but I was kind of upset. But not long later, you're never supposed to give anybody any money. No. Yeah, like for agencies, or whatever. Like you, you only get paid when they get paid, or whatever. I didn't uh, absolutely understand the whole franchise agency and everything. And I was like, oh, I'm glad such I didn't fucking scumbags. Damn. Yeah, and um, and he did get people work, but you know, I guess he was like being kind of uh, crooked at the same time. But, totally. Yeah. So from there, I was like, well, how, what other ways can I like, ex you know, expose myself, or whatever, get out there? And then I was like, oh, let me try stand up. You know, because nice. I was like, you know, 
I was going to do more comedic acting, but I was like, let me, let me, yeah, give this a try. So that's, that's actually what, um, yeah, actually how I ended up doing stand-up from uh, awesome. that experience. <laughs> so that's crazy though. Cause what, it, you had no training for acting though. So did you take any classes when you were in college or was it? Who just... said I wasn't trained, John? <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> well then wait, that's good though. Because then you, you skipped over that part. Cause it sounded like you're like, I was in college. I decided I want to be an actor. This Asian lady took my photos and I got on the wire. And I was just like, <laughs> how do you do that? Can I can I go back and do that? <laughs> so actually, I didn't um actually I didn't really have much training, but I went <laughs> um I, so I went to Carnegie Mellon University, which is the um top performing arts school in the country. Wow, okay. and the top engineering program or computer science in the country. And so those All are my right. two big interests. So actually I like uh wow. I ended up having a double major and double minor. So I did take, but uh acting was my uh performing arts was like my like half of my mind or whatever so i only took like a couple classes but i did have a brief training at the top okay school in the country that's cool yeah no i'll have you here yeah (laughs) no that's fucking awesome dude did you do any uh like did they did they just have classes for did you guys wind up doing a play like what was your first acting like acting for (laughs) (laughs) non-majors well that's cool so then had i known i was just like majored in it or whatever because uh um, yeah like everybody literally gets like big agent deals and like bookings oh, like wow. literally out of college so um yeah like all my friends uh like they're doing like crazy things um uh actually in my in my uh so um my man from uh hamilton like he did the, he was the leader hamilton um wow. <laughs> like yeah everybody's Damn. like and that all you know, a whole bunch of people come from uh from this from the school. So uh um, sure. Yeah, I probably took the wrong path, but hey, we're no here. dude. Well, you're fucking crushing it. So I mean, you know, it all worked out for the most part, right? Uh, I, I, you're I, like, I'd still rather be in Hamilton, but whatever you say, John. Uh, <laughs> this is a pure stand-up <laughs> in me. Is like... Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the it's just the stand-up in me is like, no, but you're still doing gigs, right? And you're like, no, I don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> I would rather yeah. be on Broadway. I'm doing do all the over mics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can just oh. walk in and get on the over mic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Were you gonna say you were gonna say sometime? Oh no, I was gonna say I have a friend. His cousin was uh was one of the cat was one of the main characters in Hamilton, and then he ended up being in the Heights. The dude's uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Ramos. So. Oh he, yeah. He was making that move. I feel like Hamilton put people on trajectories. It was crazy. Mm. Crazy. Do, do you do other stuff? Do you sing or uh, outside, like, any other art forms, too? Do you draw like John draws or no? <laughs> um, <laughs> do we have to bring up Cthulhu again? <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom is like, I can't do work like that. But <laughs> at, at times, I can draw like John, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I think when he's on his A game, I'm not going to compare. But uh, <laughs> when he's trying to get a show off the ground, I might be comparable. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I do, I do sing a little bit. Um, I, I, I can hold my own. I'm pretty good. Uh, hmm. uh, I can. I mean, I, I can dance a little, you know, like I wouldn't say I'm like a dancer, but you know, I can, I do a little, I wasn't a dance troupe in high school, you know? Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I'm, I'm an artiste, uh, you know, I'm multifaceted. I, nice. I, I have, when know. you were growing up, did you feel like you were going to, did you see this as your path or did you have like something totally, well, you're like, I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah, no, actually I did. So um, I, I 
um, I think that's probably what like really piqued my interest in like comedy. Like, but I was more like act, you know, um, comedic acting or whatever. So I would like do silly things around the house or like when my uh, family was over, like I would do like just be entertaining people and they'd be like cracking up. And um, I always like hear a studio audience laughing when I was like doing my little like monologues ever. Yeah. Up. And uh, yeah, I remember like actually in high school we would do like these like Thanksgiving uh, skits or Thanksgiving um, like assemblies, mm. right? And so this is the strangest thing. Actually, when I think back on it, like uh, for like AP literature class, we we were supposed to do something for the Thanksgiving assembly, and like I would create like these characters and. Um, and I created this. Actually, I ended up creating a whole little thing, and it was like hilarious. Like this whole like little skits with different people. So we had like the rap group, the Hot Boys. We made this thing called the Hot Wings, and um, <laughs> I did this. I made up this like this preacher. I did this rep, uh, Jesse Jackson skit that I made up, and I did made up this preacher uh, skit where I was like um, doing this, the whole Thanksgiving thing. He was like, and actually. I, I was thinking about that recently, so I, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually pretty funny. So I, I worked that into a bit. Like, the actually the same thing I wrote in high school. I do, like, literally now, and it kills. Nice. <laughs> wow. I can do that as a closer. So I was like, that. yeah, that's pretty funny. That's great, man. Cool. Did your, So you went to performing arts school, so then your parents were kind of cool with your whole trajectory that they were just like, yeah, you know, he's no, going to be it. It wasn't a performing arts school. It was just their uh, Thanksgiving assembly. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, like your the college you went to was like the top before you were saying like like when they when that was when they decided when you decided that's kind of what you were going into. Do your parents care? Oh, um, yeah, I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> like they've always been supportive, but um, you know, I think they really wanted me to get more like the traditional. Sure. Um, it has some like good job offers coming out of the, like school. Yeah. Then I went and got my uh, MBA. Um, literally, it's just some like as a placeholder. So I was like, when I was sure. doing the wire, I was like, oh, well, let me just okay. So I ended up like doing um MBA while I was uh, doing that uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I think they were, you know, they just want you to be secure, like you know, stable. Yeah, of course. Stuff and um, you know, comedy yeah. maybe isn't the most stable career. Uh, nope. No, it is not. So. <laughs> we all learned that during the pandemic. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay, we have no discernible skills outside of. Uh, comedy. That's and, great. But I've, actually, I've always been. I'm saying actually a lot tonight. I just noticed. Um, but I've always <laughs> been pretty. Um, I'm a pretty smart guy. So like when I was in college, actually, I did it again. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah, edit those out. Um, yeah. Unactually, I. Uh, <laughs> no, so I I started doing the stock market. Like when I was in. Um, Jesus. Yeah, in uh, in co- no, actually, when when I was, I think it was like right before I went to college. Uh, that summer I had like an internship, so I took half my money and like started investing in stocks, and wow. just randomly. And I um, I always had these random like little things like pop in my head, and so I started doing that. And I, <clears throat> I actually did really well. Like I think I made like over like um, like over a thousand percent profit, or whatever. So then I actually used that money, uh, to like purchase some property. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, wild. So, um, yeah, so I might not be as stable, but I've always been kind of stable. You know, I got you know rather be, you know hustling, you. doing different things. Do you feel like? And I got to ask you the stock or, or uh, investment question here too. Though. How do you feel about crypto? Uh, I think it's the same thing as the stock market. Like I think it's, yeah. uh, it's crazy, but you can make some money on it. You I completely agree. I, I think I, it's weird to me that people shit on it. Yeah, I, you know, it's just you know, I think it's, it's changed. Like nobody really like change and nobody really understands what crypto is 
Right. I mean, some people do, but it's like it's the blockchain. Like nobody can like even people like do these gurus, like you can't write me a blockchain. <laughs> like you don't really know. <laughs> Definitely not. Right. Yeah, like you kind of understand, like what but yeah, you don't really like where is it at? Like where's it going? But you know, it's is viable. And um uh I look at it the same way the stock market. I think the stock market is crazy too. Like it, yeah, it, same. It, it literally makes no sense, but you can make a lot None of it does do it right, yeah. Yeah, none of it does. Money doesn't make any sense. Exchange, good. None of that fucking makes any sense. Yeah, and then it's all speculative. Everything is speculative. You know, um, you can drive it up, drive it down. Like, there's really no rhyme or uh, reason. But you can find those patterns, and you know, you can present it in a more uh, stable or um, you know controlled manner. But at the end of the day, it's just like people talking about stuff, and stuff happens. And yeah, um, like what is a point? Like, what are you what are you doing? Um, you know. It's not, yeah, and like, yeah, like you're talking money, like it literally, uh, well, our money has no uh value or backing, yeah, no, nothing, yeah. yeah. So, and we all just uh pretend it does. Well, that's the thing, if, if we're all imagining it, I'm gonna imagine uh, crypto is amazing and uh, it has <laughs> it has real world value and is only going to increase as time goes on, yeah. That's my imagination. Honduras accepted it, Bitcoin is now legal tender in Honduras, oh, right? yeah, that's true, yeah, but I'm also pretty sure we all imagined Honduras. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm just kidding. To my Honduran followers, I'm so sorry. We are <laughs> huge in fans. Honduras. We are so huge. We're, we're, it's that and this Texaco gas station outside of Utah. So if you see us. Yeah, they're the home of the first dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be a great sponsor. <laughs> um, so what was the so you did the the wire and then you did a couple. I know you were on a, you are on a dating show. Um, how did you wind up doing that? Was it part of the stand-up thing where you were just, you know what I mean? Like, cause I know stand-ups do kind of like do the reality TV thing for a little bit, but did you audition as a stand-up or did they just did it as you? Just my beautiful self. <laughs> How did it work out? Is it real? It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've actually uh, always had a um I've always enjoyed reality dating shows like since i was like mm-hmm. i think it really hit when i was in high school i remember like a lot of the shows like they had a limit date uh blind date the fifth wheel um so i i, I really always want to be on one um yeah so i had an opportunity to do the thing i was supposed to be for the love connection and oh. whatever happened like i i ended up not getting it but then they called me up and said hey like abc has this new show coming out and uh they really want you to be on it or whatever and same producer from the um uh bachelor Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. And it sounded interesting, but it's called the proposal. And so um uh yeah, but so it was a little it was interesting. Uh because I, I thought it was you know, they kind of pitched it a certain way, but then you get there, it was a little bit different. But um right. I mean it, it was kind of real, but I did make some pretty good friends and I ended up uh winning. You uh, did, yeah. Proposal. Yeah. So I am a, a reality star. Right. And it <laughs> but did you like is it did it ever get weird? You know what I mean? Like, did you ever kind of look at each other? Like, none of this is real. Like, did you, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how any of that works. Oh, you're muted, Tom. I was going to say, did you date afterwards or, or did you like, did you have to propose? Did you have to map? I don't know what went on here. Yeah, that was the thing. Like I didn't, um, I thought we, you, you know, you could propose, you know, you could propose anything. Like let's go on a trip or whatever. And some people did, okay. but then, you know, um, 
so tech lag guess we proposed and but i think we both <laughs> kind of looked at it like you know like, let's just get to know each other you know because like we yeah. just met and um so we did like hang out a little bit afterwards and uh but actually we were we were a little bit incompatible um just on some like basic things but like she's a great girl like you know and we're still friends so yeah um yeah so you know, we're you know, just kind of taking it slow just getting to know each other but you know um we I got her backstage. Kind of... We're gonna bring her on now. We want to see what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> she she says you never called her back. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy though. Yeah, I feel like because you're not. I don't think you're as. Are you as cynical as most comedians are? Because I feel like on the, I don't know you that well, like in the dating realm. But I feel like you got a good, healthy kind of like, um, you know, relationship side. Am I wrong? Right. I mean, I would like to think so. Yeah, I think you are. I, I, I see. I feel like I you're the. I don't know if all my dates would say the same thing, but uh, I do think I'm very. Uh, put <laughs> That's together. what I'm saying, man. I feel like you're the least fucked up comic I know in terms of like uh, wanting a relationship. Yeah. Um. I guess, like, I. You know, I, I always thought I would have like that, you know, the high school romance thing, but then like you realize people uh... are, like, people are crazy. They are, dude. I was like that in high school too. I went in high. I, I think I did everything backwards because in high school I was like super fucking romantic and like really thought like, you know, the whole thing was gonna pan out. And then like you said, like you get, but for some reason I got older and I was just like, it was just like chipping away where I was like, mm, nope, that's not gonna work. These people are nuts. <laughs> She's insane. And then I was like, I think I'm just gonna just gonna fucking cruise by myself for a while and keep on fucking and maybe some will work out <laughs> yeah i don't know if comedy like actually well, I mean, there, are, there are people who like a lot of comedians who get married and everything but yeah i think that probably may it does take a special woman i think to be with a comedian or absolutely or a special person to be with a comedian or whatever have uh, you ever broken up with somebody because you knew you couldn't give them because that's like i i was dating somebody for a while and then i wound up kind of breaking up because i knew they wanted like the white picket fence house thing and then i was like I'm going to live on an air mattress in LA off of credit cards. So <laughs> I feel like we're on different, different trajectories there for a bit. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it, it, it definitely is, is hard. Um, but kind of going back to what you're saying a minute ago, I always, so I have this thing where I believe that everybody, like, I feel like if you're like you're over like 25, 30 and you're single mm -hmm. and you don't want to be, like, it's your fault. <laughs> Right, it's because I agreed. So like I was like, maybe there is something. Like I feel like I'm very well adjusted, but maybe there's some kind of idiosyncrasies that I got. Because like I, I also view it like a business. Like if if any business had been like failing in the red for 20, mm -hmm. 30 years, like every year yeah. it's been it was in the red. Like you can't say, nah, it was a customer. Like nah, dog, it was it's the business. The model needs something. The business model needs to change. I agree. So, yeah. uh, well, maybe I guess even. I no go, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, or maybe even like, I, I feel you there too, man. I feel the same way where I'm like, you know what? I've tried it a million times and it doesn't work out, but kind of sort of like, uh, you know, like a casual thing always kind of worked out better for me. And I like that kind of stuff too. But it was like, I feel like the, the whole partner business thing doesn't last for me. Like, I don't know why, but like, maybe they don't, and, and not to even fault them either, but like, it doesn't, I don't have that lifestyle. And I feel like they, you know, whoever I'm dating, cause I don't want to date another comedian. That's a rule. I've never, I've never hooked up with another comic. I've never dated another comedian. Cause I don't think I could handle the overabundance of show business in my life. You know what I mean? Like two people, that kind of mindset going for the same shit all the time. Like, when do you take a break? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. You, could you date another comic? I think I could. I don't know if I necessarily want to. Um, right. I don't think I have like a hard red line, but I haven't. But um, yeah, I do think because like, you know, people at least, well, I guess it depends on the level you're kind of on too. Because I know early on, like all I thought about was like comedy. Like I'm trying like trying to run jokes past people. Yeah, like with a date. Like, hey, I remember, and hey, she was so sweet. Uh, I ended up taking a girl, like it was Valentine's Day, and I went to like, I was like, uh, can we just stop by the open mic before we go to dinner? <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I was like so, like in the, you know, in that thing. And now, like, I've also learned, I think part of it is like, so um, really enjoying the journey. And I think that's with, with everything, enjoying mm-hmm. like the journey. And then I think a lot of the, your, you know, a lot of stuff to come organically. So even your material. Um, you have to experience life too. So like, I think a lot of times you get so stressed out, like trying to hit the stages and doing everything. Cause it gets yeah. a little addictive in a way too. And you're trying to work out new things, but also you have to just live life and enjoy yourself at the same time. So having that balance, but yeah, it depends. Like if both people are like, really like, all right, well, um, you know, on that same thing and like, y'all can't shut it off. I think that that's a problem, but yeah, cause you know, you, I mean, life is all about balance at the end of the day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I never moved into New York, too, because I had plenty of opportunities to live into the city and do it like full time. But I had, uh, you know, I had my own apartment and I was young and I had an active social life. And I was like, so I'll just make the extra effort to, like, go in the city, do road gigs, do as much as I can on the road. But I also mm-hmm. wanted to have my friends and some kind of distance from it. And I think that helped overall. Yeah. But you know, who knows? I mean, I see other people who do it and they're like immerse themselves in it, but I also see people who do it and they're fucking miserable too. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to lose the love I have for comedy by diving into it and never coming out of it. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's a good point. And, uh, but I think it's all like the, well, I think that's tough because people always say like comedy comes from pain, but I don't Mm. think it necessarily has to. No, Uh, (laughs) yours doesn't seem to, you seem very joyful on stage. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Now, um, and, but that's me. Like, I, I think I like to, um, also like people that like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, so I, I have that kind of more persona. But a lot, some people like you know, it's not. Um, they kind of have the opposite, and so I mm-hmm. think like that, and they're just kind of like telling their pain away, which works. But then I think, yeah, you, know, you have to be so well adjusted because there's, you know, man, you look at all the the horror stories of people who, you know. Uh, they're killing it with that, like that darkness, but it's also killing them. Yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. You don't know which one's going to wind up, you know, catching up with the other first. And it's hopefully it's not the, uh, not the true dark side of it. And just, you know, you keep it in the writing and the comedy or whatever, and you can separate yourself from it. But sometimes you see people run out of it. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you feel like, um, I mean, obviously we all evolved from when we're first on stage to now, but like, can you see clear distinctions in your, uh, you know, performing style, writing style, like from when you started to now? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I go back and look at some like old tapes and I'm like, man, like the writing is brilliant. And I thought it was like, it was so funny, but it was the delivery or um, the stage presence, which was lacking. Right. Okay. And so I think, and that kind of goes back to, I was saying, I really never really, I wasn't, I don't like I shut it on and off, but like I, it's not like I don't really like talking. So I think that yeah. part of it is like when I first started, like, hey, you know, jokes could be like, like thoughtful, like, and like people should be able to get it, and like, you know, you don't have to do all this extra stuff. And, and like I thought in my mind, like some of that stuff was cheating when you do all the little like ad libs and oh, yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, just make write a good joke. 
And but then I was like, and I was looking back, I was like, man, like that was actually really funny. But like I, you know, I didn't sell it. I didn't. You could like accentuate it, like do different things, like your expressions. But all this stuff really, you know, works together. Yeah. So I think I've definitely learned, and it's still a growing process. Um, I'm, you know, learn some every, like, like every time I hit the stage, but um, of like using, like you know, using your whole body, like mm-hmm. you know, with the joke. Um, but also like trying to be, you know, uh, structured in your writing, making sure that's like dope and um, a solid joke. But then you know, just having the other little nuances, and I think that's uh, part of like the growth I've seen. But uh, it's funny because I was like actually just looking at it, I was like, man, that was really good. And like I was like, All right, let me try to rehash that and like yeah, and bring it to now. Like you know, with my um, you know, and then I think another thing is like confidence. I think you know, it's where I had like. I don't know if this happened to you, but like when I first started, I was I thought I was the funniest person in the world. the best comedian in the world. And uh, which is like right. everybody has this like this hubris about him. But mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I was like, oh, then I would like hit a point. I was like, man, I got a lot to learn. And uh, yeah, and I was like, let me just try to like get better and better. And then um and now like I'm still kind of like that, but then I'm like, it's kind of like a tone. Like I think I'm really good, but then I'm like, you know, let me, you know, just stay the course away. Let me keep working. But um I don't yeah. know if you had that, like... Yeah, no, You, I feel like when you're starting out, like, I feel the same way, man, especially with that first set, I was kind of chasing that high, which I was like, this is great. Like, I was, you know, uh, there was me and Erica, who you met, I think Erica Watson, who you met on the, la- on the last show, but she and I took the class together um, the first time. I was 20, and um, she and I were, like, the funniest people in the class. And then we are the only two that kept doing it. And then um, it got to a point where, you know, first set went really well hit and miss or whatever but i felt like i was always chasing the comedian i wanted to be or knew i could be in my head and you kind of have to like uh, you know at a certain point you're either inching up on that guy or you're not making it at all and then i think people should leave you know what i mean like if you're not making progress i don't know if you felt the same way too then you you should leave you know what i mean like after a certain amount of years but i kept catching up to the comedian i wanted to be and then and but i feel like you're always slightly it the who you like as good as you want to be in your head. I feel like you're always just a little bit behind that. And I think that's how you still keep growing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like you still think you're like, I'm really good, but then you'll see somebody or you'll see a thing or you'll have a night where you're like, I still have more to learn. Mm. But I still think, I think that keeps you good. You know? I think what also was also kind of funny is like people who kind of don't do what you're saying, but like they kind of keep that same. I know like, yeah, you know, comedians who just like had that same set from like 10, 20 years ago. You used to like it's doing the exact same thing. But it, some it, like so I mean I look at it as like it's a testament, like like you got material that could work like for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or it's relevant. Or they're just forcing it to. I mean, yeah. I, how many people do you I, I don't know, like the DC scene seems pretty good, but I don't I don't hang around it enough to know you know, if there's any hacks in the area. But I mean, like I, you know, over here, like I used to work with dudes who would like still do Clinton material. <laughs> and i'd be like really are you like the fucking blowjob shit you're still doing it how's that possible and they'd be like yeah i saw i saw this the other day come up and the- no you didn't <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> there's no way you fucking saw that shit but it was but you know what those i feel like those guys too were you like you know i would go out on the road with dudes who were you know bitter and i was like i never want to be that so i felt like even though you know it wasn't, they weren't the greatest dudes or they, they didn't have the best set or whatever. I just learned from them. Cause I was like, okay, this is also who I don't want to be. So there was the dudes who crushed it, who did really well. And even like peers that I admired. And then there were guys who I was like, Oh God, I, I know he's a nice person, but I really don't wind up, wind up like that 
you know, 20 years down the road or 10 years down the road. Yeah. I, I mean, I think comedians are all, uh, most, most of us are pretty condescending anyway. You know, yes. like everybody just thinks, oh, well, they're doing that. Oh my goodness. I would never. And then you're like, this dude bombing on stage right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I cry so, like, I, I made a note of that too. And I was starting out too, because I, I hated guys that sat in the back of the room and like, because you realize at a certain point it's insecurity and nervous shit. So it comes out really negative about everybody else that's on stage. And you're just like, oh, dude, you know, you're going to eat it when you go up there, right? Like, you know, that's bad energy that you're taking on stage with you when you're just like, look at this fucking clown. Like, you don't know that guy. He could be having a bad set. He could be a great comic. Like, you know, I mean, I've had I've had fucking roughs. I've been doing it for 16 years. I still have sets where sometimes I'm like, but at this point in the game, it's funny because I'll go. Yeah, I know what I did and I was not in the mood and uh, I fucking ate it. But it's weird how like people will just l l like leave you at that place, no matter what your stature is in the business. They're just like, uh, yeah, that guy fucking ate it. And I will remember that and let him relive it for the rest of his life. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like everybody, everyone's a critic. And so yeah. I, I, I try not to do that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's what I, say. I, try, I try to take the good and like everybody like I see. It's like even people who like do this same material from like years and years ago. But I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like I've been looking at, oh, it's, you know. The good side is like you know, people are laughing. That, yeah. That's like you know, and some people aren't laughing at other stuff. But um. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know, so I just think you got to you know, as for as a comedian, I think like taking the good in people. Not that's why like people was like, who's your favorite comedian? Like, who don't you like? And I was like, yeah, anybody who gets on the stage, I kind of have like a respect for because sure. it does take a lot to get up there and then to do stuff and then, um, I think that's why like comedy is what such a beautiful art form because it's like it's always changing. Mm -hmm. um it's like you know you could do one joke one night and kill um and then like next time it's like different like I, I had a cosby bit before i never like fully like developed the way i wanted to but it was like on the way but then like now you say the word cosby and it's like it's like a yeah whole feel yeah. like from from before just like that before people like kind of let a smile at first now it's like you gotta like reshape things for all the time and like you know uh even like you're talking about clinton um then like now they got uh the the Monica Lewinsky um series. Oh yeah. And something like it's yeah. relevant again. Uh yeah. I, I, I don't know. So yeah, now uh, it did come back. Yeah. You know, so I mean things are always shifting and changing and like you have to, you know, mold along with that, uh, with the art. So um yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's always something to learn, always something like to grow from. And yeah, I think you can take something even people who are, you know, if you're not doing well, you can learn from that, like what yeah. not to do or like, you know, even like the little things that did well in like the bad set. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, man, it's funny. I think a lot, most comedians are just, you know, are, have the air. And that's why I try to fight because I probably do a little bit too. I had that air superior, like, oh, yeah, well, oh, that he should, yeah, yeah. Or like, da, 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 da. And so, or if it's like a bad audience and you're like, I'm gonna get him, I'll get him. And like, <laughs> literally, like the 15 people before you died, and you're like, are you gonna get him though? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, probably not. Um, but yeah, it's weird too. Like, I feel like, um, you know, like the older guys who have done it or whatever, sometimes I take uh you know like um god it's like it's okay, well, like a reprieve almost when i see them doing shit that i think oh my god this guy's been on a million hbo specials or whatever and they're doing that trick that's pretty great you know what i mean where you feel like like you were talking earlier before about doing stuff that you felt was cheating maybe mm -hmm. like in the beginning of your career when doing flourishes or whatever and then you see a well-established dude and you're like oh man they're just they're just fucking doing their shit they're just telling jokes they're not worried about you know what what looks easy or whatever they're just making people laugh on stage mm -hmm. and you know because i don't know if when you started did 
people give you like really bullshit rules for stand up where they were like, you know, if you're emceeing, don't improvise with the crowd and don't be off the cuff and just do your set and like yada, yada, yada. I realized that means nothing. And it's more about the club owner or the headliners insecurity than it is about like, you know, not like comedy rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I agree. It's mostly, um, I did one, uh, club a, a lot, but you know, they really wanted you to kind of like stick all right, up front and like ask my birthday. Blah, 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 and then yeah, bits and like, don't do this and don't do that. And I'm like, mm, do I'm, I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just fucking do it. I, I had the mentality early on was like, every time I would go to a comedy club, even, even when I began headlining, I was like, um, I'm going to treat this as this is my last time at this place and I'm just going to have as much fun as I can and then whatever. And I feel like, you know, cause I feel like a lot of people kind of put pressure on the venue, like, like put pressure on themselves about the venue they're performing in. And I don't give a fuck about the venue cause it's just a building. Like they're going to come and go. They're going to go out of business and comedians are the only ones that survive. We survived the pandemic when a million comedy clubs closed. You want to know why? Because they didn't have us. That's the end of it. So without us, there's no show. There's no anything. So when people are like, oh, this is a great comedy club. And I'm like, the comedians that were in there were great. <laughs> the, the club itself, you know, it's just a building. Somebody rented a room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, also, I think everything does kind of work hand in hand in, in a way. But you're right. Like, I think the comedians. I mean, but I think everybody kind of has to work together in a way. Because, I mean, a lot of this, the stuff. I, you do know when you have a world a well-run establishment and yes you also know what is not very well run true um and hopefully the audience you know you always think of the audience like are they having a good time are they having a great experience like from that side um yeah but then you know i yeah i think it's just it's that thing where like you don't want the club to fit like to get too big you know anybody get too big for their britches in a way <laughs> yeah because i mean like how many clubs are there honestly that are like like legit like a like comedy store has a right to have any kind of reputation it wants i understand the the aura around that place right like even like you know when i was out in la and i was there and stuff like that you can just feel it when you're there so that absolutely has an impact on you you know the improv um you know and then there's a maybe like a couple like comedy seller or whatever but it's weird to me when you go to these other venues sometimes and they're like we're an a-list club and i'm like no, you're not <laughs> like you know what i mean where they have like this superior attitude about what you what you can and can't do on stage and what they're gonna feed you and stuff like that and it's like just be decent to us and we'll be fine we'll be good yeah it's weird yeah uh, yeah i mean i agree i think it's the um what was about to say the um when i think yeah you just want everybody to treat people people good yeah. you get like some clubs get to the point where like they want to um when they start treating people bad, you can't like you can't even get access to it or different things. You're like, but I do think there's something to say. Like at the same time, like if people like everybody can't do it. Like Mitzi at, at the sell, right. uh, at the store, right? Like people giving her our time, but at the same time, like can everybody do the same thing? You know, sure. if it was that easy. Everybody else would have done it in a way. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think you're entitled to have your own rules and different things, but at the same time, you just like yeah, be do good by people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like you you run your shows or whatever, and I've ne- like I've never felt uncomfortable at them. Everybody's always having a good time. Everybody's in high spirits. It's a smooth thing. I feel like it's, you know, not that it's not a hard thing to do, but I feel like that model is not like if you just, you know, 
uh, have the right mindset about it and go about it the right way, it's easy to do. It's just like, but I've been to the, you know, you've been to those rooms where you're like, do you even want me here? <laughs> where you're just kind of like, you're like, I don't even know what's going on right now. It's fucking weird as shit. Yeah. Did you go back? Did you, uh, did you start on the road at, at all early or anything like that? Or did you, did you take some time and hang around DC for a bit? Uh, I, I think I was mostly, I did more DC than, yeah. than the road. Um, I think the cool thing about the, it, it is a very like multi, uh, you know, a very diverse yeah. place. So I think, and then it's always been a pretty vibrant like comedy scene. So I think yeah. like you know, most nights you can go like, like sometimes you four or five different rooms like every night, um, diff, you know, different crowds, like smart crowds. Um, yeah. And because it's such a cosmopolitan city, like in a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the transient uh, people that come in. So, yeah, you get a little bit of everybody. And so you kind of can adapt. And um, I do think it's a great place to kind of grow. So I think a lot of the, com you know, DC comics who end up going to New York usually come back down or like are still here a lot of the times because it's, you know, you can really get your chops. And I think also that's why, like, I think DC has like some of the most uh, famous comedians or like some of the top comedians all like come from DC. Um, yeah. Whether people know it or not, like, you know, or DC, the DMV Chappelle, area. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Chappelle, Martin Lawrence, like Wanda Sykes, Patton yep. Oswalt. Um, uh, let's yeah, look, the list goes on and on. Like, I, and the people like I didn't even realize, oh, they're from DC too. So, um, DC yeah, is one of my favorite places to perform. I mean, I love New York, obviously, or whatever, but like DC, Boston, um, you know, uh, there's like there's just a few others, you know, that I just really love. But like DC is just one of the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely think it's a good place to develop and grow and grow your material. And then you don't have to like go a whole lot of places to to do that here. Whereas yeah. other, you know, some places, um, you know, then you can get you do have a good feel. Like I can, uh, <laughs> I was watching say earlier. That I was watching some old clips or whatever, and I did like this room was like all like uh, like literally like forty five minutes out of the city. Like it's you're in the rural country, so yeah, right. it's a big difference. And it was like a republic, like these. We all these like Republican Trump supporters, and I was like, oh. right. I was, you know, we had and I having the ball with them, but then you come here and like, you know, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes here, there, like you all have all these different diverse people, and uh, you know, this is, you know, so yeah, you get a good, a good feel of a lot of things. I think DC was one of the few pl few places I would go where I knew I could do my political stuff right up front. I didn't have to ease into it. They were smart. They understood it. You know, they got it right away and then I could fuck around and do whatever I want. But it's some, you know, when I would go anywhere else on the road, sometimes I'd have to like get them to like me first. And then I could kind of state my opinions through jokes and stuff like towards the end, by the time they already liked me. But DC, you could just go right into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so like, not, I'm, I like to do a lot of political stuff uh, too. So like, it's, uh, it had like a point to what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, yeah it's a cool, cool place to do that here. And I think, Whereas other places you had to leave like water things down or yep. you got to give it a spin. Like whereas here you can kind of like really, but then you can, you can also understand those nuances here too. Mm -hmm. think, even though they're like, you know, more, um, yeah, like they're more understanding and like kind of can think through things a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. It's, it's fucking awesome. Um, are you planning to do like more, more stuff? Cause you're going out to do the dry bar comedy thing. And you also have something going on with Comedy Central. If I'm, if I'm allowed to talk about that, or is that still hush hush? Oh, uh, a little, little bit. I did like, um, yeah, they had a new show coming out, so I did a little, some little pieces for that. That's awesome. Um, so when sure. is that? 
Is that, do you know when the air date is? Um, no, I think some of it's uh, been come. I think it just started coming out, but then I think some of my stuff may come out a little later too. So oh, okay, cool. Pieces. Yeah, because you got a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. So. And you also had an am, uh, a show on Amazon, didn't you? Yeah, my um, Tommy Taylor show. Yeah. And, uh, I Scott- caught a few of those. Wow. <laughs> that was yeah. great, man. Yeah, I put that up. And then so um, I had uh, going to put some uh, more up and then start shooting like a new season pretty soon. So. Oh, that's fucking sick, dude. I'm getting it. Yeah. Get, I mean, fuck yeah, man. Um, and do you still auditioning and stuff, acting roles? Yeah, yeah, all the time. I think that's one thing I love about the pandemic now is like I can do everything from home. Yeah, I was gonna say, how are you adjusting to the to the? Yeah, I uh, I love it. Like everything is like remote. Like I just did this, um, uh, like even voiceover stuff. Like yeah, you can like everything is shooting, and sometimes you shoot stuff and like they'll just use it for, um, uh, yeah, use it in the actual projects. Like you're booking stuff off like just your cell phone camera and. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. Like I did a big thing with Auto Trader, so they have this thing with Keenan Thompson. So I helped do some of the voiceover and um, actually helped, like you know, develop some of the content there, or whatever. So that that was pretty cool. But yeah, I was like right from home, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing. It, it does get a little tight. Like I'll come to New York, and then like you, chat all day to do like audition is like 10, 20 seconds. You know, yeah. like you do like a little line. Like right, let's do this. All right, thank you. Okay, hold your hand up. All right, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't even do it. Then he's like, you're gone. So, uh, man, I think, yeah, this is like, um, yeah, changing the game, I think. So, yeah, you can do a lot. Yeah, do a lot of stuff. And then kind of really, like, get into, you know, you kind of get into, like, the auditions because you're, like, you can do, if you need to, do a couple takes on your right. own. But they got the Zoom stuff where people just, like, you know, you can, that. But a lot of times you can, like, do yourself tapes. And, um, yeah, I, I really like how it's, uh, how this transition is going. Yeah, you right. Find, if, you find it good? You, you like it better? Yeah, me too, man. I feel like it definitely leveled like the playing field a little bit. And like I'm getting just, uh, you know, more stuff because my agents in L.A. And most of the time is when I go out there is when I would do all the auditions. So I'd spend like a bunch of time out in Los Angeles um, and then go on auditions there. And then since the pandemic hit, they were just like, we're just going to fucking send them to you. <laughs> it's like, That's fine by me. Uh, so, yeah, I just loved uh, I loved just chilling out in my room and doing that kind of shit and whatever. And um just did a voiceover audition uh, a couple days ago or whatever. And it's great. You just sit, I've got all the equipment. I bought everything I needed to, so I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's nice, man. It's, it's weird because like, I don't know for me when we saw, um, you know, the talk shows doing like struggling to do their camera shit, you know what I mean? Like basically what YouTubers have been doing for years. And then like, they had no audience. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, Oh my God, this makes so much more sense. Like if you, like we could do the same shit, and you know it'll be it'll be kind of fine and it'll be fun you know and here we are and here we are cut to but no cthulhu so honestly how good could we be uh <laughs> that that happens in both now that's what i said <laughs> yeah. i oh, turn into the cast to make a return if i <laughs> if i had to fucking do that shit in post i'd kill myself that'd be it i would be so miserable <laughs> i thought it was gonna work but it didn't <laughs> Um, I got to ask you two questions. We kept you for an hour. I want to want to keep you from your other gig. So we ask these to every guest that's on the show. Uh, one of them is if you can go back in time and tell your younger self something that would help you today, what would it be? Get Bitcoin when it was 0. <laughs> 0.00001 cent and just put everything on it. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything on Bitcoin. That's fucking great. Um, and the other one is what had to end in your life, good or bad, for you to wind up where you are today? Say that again. 
what had to end in your life, good or bad, that had that led you to where you are today? What had to end? Yep. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Cops show up. Um, relation. I guess relationships. Uh, I, I don't know. All of them. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm literally true. sitting in my car as ambulances go by, talking to two men <laughs> on the internet. So like, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with relationships. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I love it. I feel were you were you one of those dudes who was like real close to like the the giving up the show business thing for like a home life marriage situation? Um, none. I don't think I ever got that far. All right, that's probably <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if it was me or if it's them, but I feel like, you know, the women, there's some, yeah, the women that, that you like, because I think sometimes like as for men, I think, you know, off the bat, like whether like somebody is like wife or relationship material, like, yeah. some, like you you try to check yourself. Oh, look, I'll try that. Let's see if we make this thing work. But I think, you know, off the bat, but then sometimes the women that you really know, like something always happens with them. Yeah. Uh, for me, at least there's always something or, um, they weren't end up being not that well adjusted or something or just yeah. some like craziness going on. Um, yeah. Like they had some baggage and just like, Oh, dang. but everything seemed cool at first. And yeah. So I don't know. So I think it's more them than me, but I guess I just got to, uh, or maybe it I might be meet more people. Yeah. Me or meet more people. Sometimes you get into fucking habits and you get a cyclical thing going on where you just wind up being attracted to the same type of like, if I look back sometimes, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, every iteration of a girl is still. Uh, Harris Queen says, What? Are you still single? Look at this, Tommy. We got a love connection <laughs> might, about that. We might set you up right now. <laughs> this is leading into our live dating show that we're doing on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Clara what that Instagram is, Tommy. You have that very impressive Instagram of you touring the world. With some, I, I think it's one of my oh, favorite yeah. ones to watch. Fuck the Instagram. <laughs> Tell her what your OnlyFans is, man. Uh, <laughs> we all started a secret one during. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but it was. Uh, I don't know the 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 like really like I. You know, one of the things I know I'm not like marriage material. I in my head can never picture somebody at a wedding making a speech about me going. So and so is so lucky to have found. <laughs> <laughs> like that is not a thing that that plan because every wedding i've been to you know some fucking woman bridesmaid whatever it is is like making this crying speech like you know i'm so lucky susan found tim i it's i've i've never pictured myself in that position where somebody's going like they're really like i feel like it'd be like you know they were kind of okay together <laughs> none of us saw this coming and uh enjoy the cake yeah I think most men from New Jersey probably had that same. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the culture up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, that's the thing. I do think I'm a, I'm a good catch. I'm a good guy. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, as comedian, like the entertainment space, I think like you, um, it's hard to just be like at like at home or just like be like that homebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that that's kind of counter culture to like what you're doing in a way so absolutely uh, yeah i always wonder how like i do see people do it but yeah how like how effective is it really I think that's why like a lot of those hollywood relationships always end up breaking up and or like totally. people end up like just taking time off like uh who's um 
was it Ryan Reynolds just recently? He's like, I'm giving them acting oh. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. focusing yeah. on the family life because yeah, yeah. I, don't, I really don't understand how you um, can fully balance it too, unless somebody's just so patient or whatever. But at the same time, like that patience, like how long does that last? I agree. And the other thing is too yeah. is like you don't even realize like how stable <laughs> your partner has to be in order to handle going out you going out on the road leaving like how many people do we know that we're not dating who can't fucking entertain themselves for an hour you <laughs> yeah. know Im imagine trying to be committed to somebody and then going yeah i guess i won't see you for a few weeks peace yeah, I, I, I had a, uh, a woman tell me like i think we did like a, a while back we said like, yeah you never invited me to any of your comedy shows da, 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 da. and i'm like why would i and, and it's not like <laughs> But that's the thing, I, like sometimes, like, I mean, you could have like, so communication is really big, obviously, but sure. I think even something like that is like, most of the time is, is comics are you're out there, you're not, people think of comics, like, oh, it's just fun, you're out there having fun, but no, like, you're really like, stressed out having time, trying to think what you're going to, like, working on, you're developing material. Yeah, so, like, I agree. Your shows, like, you know, like 80% of your shows, like, it's like, work shows, right? It's like, yeah. you're just crafting it, and then like, for your bigger shows, which you're like, actually performing. Perform, yeah, probably. and so even yeah. then on those big shows, it's like it's not like oh well I'm gonna bring a date because like you're right uh, you're like in your you gotta get in your space or whatever. Yeah, and I so agree. Like, yeah, and then if you do bring a date, so unless you're like just that balance or like you know you're not um especially like especially as you're growing in it, but like when you're there, sometimes like, you know you can just like go through the motions or whatever. But you really got to get you know you want to be in that good space and have your time. And if that person doesn't realize that, because I did a big theater show, I remember my first theater show. Uh, I was the girl day and she came and um, she had been to comedy shows with me before so she knew, like I knew she knew like I, you know, at the moment like I had to like kind of get, get in my yeah. space figure out what I'm like going to talk about like you know and this was like a big thing and it was like um, <laughs> it was a whole crazy, I'm going to spread the whole story but and then she was like, but she kind of got into like the girl and was like why are you not talking to me da, 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 da. and I was like, really like at this, at this big moment like now you're going to go into all this and it's like you know you're nervous. You like you're trying to like all right. What are my jokes like? What am I gonna say? Like how how am I gonna yeah. adapt? Like if this doesn't, it's like all the different variables. But yeah, so I think yeah, it's hard. It's hard to even explain. It. I was like, well, you performed yesterday. You can't. Why you can't? Right. Or why can't why can't I come? And then like a lot of times like all right. Well, I don't. Most time I don't even know where I'm performing at. So I'm like I'm gonna go hit like three or four rooms. But like when am I gonna do it? Like I can't really right. tell. You. you know. So um, and it sounds like if you're trying to explain that. Even if I'm trying to verbalize it, like how do I verbalize it? Somehow? I know I can tell, yeah. And it, but it is like that too, because at the same time, is when you're trying to bounce around from room to room, room, if a person who doesn't understand what you're doing gets tired of it, they'll start to put it in your head that what you're doing is useless. They're like, Well, I don't understand why you're doing this. Is this what you're doing every night? You're just going out from, and it's like, Dude, I have a process. This is how I get good. Relax, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to come, don't come. I had a uh, somebody I was dating. She was in the audience at one time and I we had got into an argument because she said I didn't make eye contact with her during the whole show from the stage. And I was like, I don't know where the fuck you're sitting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, you're, you're mad at me because I didn't find you while I'm working. It's insane. It's yeah. it's just crazy. And they don't understand, too. It's like. And you're a little man. So it's even harder for you to see over the stage. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a stage isn't that high. What am I going to do? <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird. And it, it was like, I hated when, um, I mean, in the beginning when I was doing stand-up, when I was like in my early 20s, like it was a good, it was a good place to bring a date. 
because it was just kind of like a, you know, you were doing stand up. It was a novelty thing. It was kind of fun. And there was a girl in the audience and that was great. You got and then free when drink. you act, absolutely free drink, dude, you have no idea. I'd be like, yeah, you should come out to a show. I'm doing a thing. Uh, I'll get you free drinks. And they'd be like, absolutely. And I'm like, or free food. And you just kind of do that kind of shit. And then you go do your show and you have fun. And then you go back and have more fun. Um, but then when you're dating, it's like, you know, I hated it. Like I had a lot of girlfriends who would make it about them. So like the show wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just me working at that point. It was like, I, I told my friends and they want to come. And then they're like asking you about the seating and the prices and, Oh, Susan's going to come too. And then they like saw their friends and, and you're just like, Oh God, I don't want to fucking deal with any of that. Yeah. And you sound like an asshole when you say it, but then you're just like, I guess I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, people like you're literally trying to get your like get your uh setting stuff together, but then you gotta like worry about but anyway, people always like, Well, I'm coming, then like, well, okay, well, oh man, something just happened, I messed up. Like, what time to start again? Like you're sitting there like texting five people, yeah, uh, like right what before time? You're like, dog, like this is like I is yeah. What time do you go on? <laughs> well, I don't fucking like I'm I'm going on like the show is two hours. And I'm going on somewhere in between there. Yeah. And especially so just, when you're just starting out, like, too, like, you don't have yeah. any, like, clout or whatever. So when, like, you may not even get up. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you, my God. It's like, yeah, like, comedies, because, like, yeah, people, especially, like, L.A., like, you go out there, you got to be there, like, an hour, early, hour, two hours early to do, what, two, three minutes? Yeah. And that's just it, though. You have to find somebody yeah, who's... Right. Like you, you don't want the person you're with not to care about your comedy. You want them to care about it enough to give you space to do it, but also support you. And yeah. that is a rare fucking find. And, and and my thing, like, I don't want, I was, I never really wanted to, um, before, after I got the whole little phase of trying to like work material and everybody, I was like, all right, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Or whatever. It was like, all right, let me just like, it's actually kind of work. It's like, like, this is like work for me. So yeah. when I'm out, like, you don't like, you never invite me to your job. <laughs> right? Like, you wouldn't even think about inviting me to your job. Like, that's right. Sound right. So, like, yeah, like, most times it's working. Now, if it's something, like, I'm really excited about, like, hey, come to this big show, whatever, boom, boom, that's different. But, like, most of the time, it's, like, it's, it's work, really. Right. Yeah, I know, man. It's weird. Well, we'll just be fucking 80 and single and doing so stand-up. There, maybe you should date a comedian. <laughs> You know, I know that I, I, yeah, it's, it makes it compelling. You make a compelling argument and it's sad because <laughs> I really don't want it. That's like the last thing. Oh, build a bear wedding and it could be like a whole like thing. I think that'd be. <laughs> you son of, I love that you just, you just took that joke and made it your own. That's fun. Great. Yeah. I, that's, that's the thing too is like, oh, dude, this is so, I'm sure that I love that I, joke. <laughs> thank you, by the way. I, I appreciate that. It's one of my favorites. I haven't gotten to tell it in a while, but, um, the other thing too is like, have you ever seen those comics that are couples and like, for some reason, one of them will always make it about whatever they're doing about comedy. And I'm just like, they're like, Oh, like, you know, the grocery store, we do it for the material. And I'm just like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> like, like, I don't like that. That irritates the shit out of me. Yeah. I think I'll, I will, I would be worried about like, like as people always like ended up on stage, like don't don't use me in your material. Yeah, but I, I think just, like they definitely would. Like all right, then they'll take it. Especially if you make it, you're like oh crap. oh totally. <laughs> I just don't want people to make comedy cute either. Like I don't like every girl has to do that kind of shit too. And they're like oh my god, I'm funny too. And I'm like, but not really. Like we, you know, oh god, not the well, not female comedy. I mean like regular like people I'm Our dating. Is John? 
No, 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 no. I'm really burning bridges with potential dates. I'm talking about like women I've dated who are not comics who are just like, oh, I'm also like, I give him his best jokes and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't think it's cute. I think I'm figuring yeah, out why I'm alone. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be single, buddy. <laughs> I think you take some time just to work on you. Give, give yourself another pandemic. How about that? Just... Give yourself another pandemic. That's great. Tommy's like, revamp that business. It's not the customer at this point. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> yeah. The, more then, yeah. The, more, the more I'm talking about it. Tom, he had somebody he was going to set me up with. And now he's like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Dude, I don't want to keep you any longer, but thank you for coming on, man. It's a, always a fucking blast to talk to you. Oh yeah, definitely, bro. Always yeah. a good time. Appreciate you uh, having me. Yeah, another time, man. Guess it. I like I like the setup. Thank you, Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I hope we get to do some gigs together soon. I'll be in DC um, January twenty first to the twenty third, okay. which I know is like a couple months away, but it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, hey, I thought you were about to say January sixth. So I was like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find that old man at the end of the video who's screaming again. I, I love that dude. I don't know where he is, but I hope he's well. We'll find him. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, cool, man. We'll plug all your stuff. And uh, anytime you want to come back on, you know, you got anything to plug, let us know. Uh, uh, oh, there we go. I kind of went in there. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, always good uh, being on the dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, man. Thanks so much, man. Yep. Take care. We'll definitely see you next time. Later. Dystopia tonight.